Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. Kind of windy today, but that's nice because it was so fucking hot earlier today. I'll take this shit. So I got uh, some long-ass episodes of this podcast that I recorded that I keep meaning to put out. It's like, okay, that'll be the next one, uh, and then it'll be the next one, it'll be the next one. And I just never quite get around to it. I just keep uh, recording other shit that I put out first. But yeah, it's mostly just because they're, they're just too long. <laughs> These fucking long episodes. I kind of like the idea of doing short ones again. Last one was pretty short. Let's do a short one now, and uh, I'll get to the long ones when I get to them. Because it all just feels like a big pain in the ass. <laughs> really, it's just because it's fucking hot. I'll get into it. But first, I want to mention that me and my friends started a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast where we watch episodes of Buffy and just talk about them. And in fact, here's a little clip to show you how cool it is. So we've seen almost every set that they have at this point. <laughs> the only one I think missing is the bronze, the bronze, which is where all the kids hang out in town. It's the cool club. <laughs> Even they have a real band playing, which is such a 90s thing. Like, yeah. there's no fucking way there'd be a band playing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> They're selling people like one to two pops and they can afford to keep this giant club open with a live band. Uh, and yeah, not only do they have a lack of sets, so they really got to use this, but literally everyone's there. So yeah. like Willow is there, <laughs> which, you know, she's she's the nerd of the group or whatever. There's no fucking way she'd be there. And then Giles is there. Yes. <laughs> the librarian shows up. <laughs> just hanging to out. a club for children. My note says librarian around kids all the time. <laughs> 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 That's, I think, what the name of the Giles show is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I never got off the ground. That's so weird. See, we have fun. <laughs> Buffy, I really do think, is an awesome show to discuss because, from a writing standpoint, it is one of the all-time greats. It is a classic Especially as it gets on a little, you know, we're still in season one on the podcast, but uh, it's that nice balance that it is like a really great show and there's all kinds of stuff to discuss and even if you just look at it from a writing standpoint, all kinds of things to examine and to learn. But on the other hand, it's very silly and stupid. I mean, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, so it's like, it's not a ponderous thing to talk about. You know, it's, a, it's an easy thing to talk about. It's a light thing to talk about, to joke about, make fun of, whatever, you know. It's that perfect balance of you can make fun of it and you can like it at the same time. So if you're interested, the podcast is called Does Buffy Suck? Which is just my stupid idea for a title. There's already a lot of Buffy podcasts in the world, so my thinking was if somebody saw that, that antagonistic title, they'd be, maybe, maybe they'll at least notice that it exists. So far it's doing great, people have been enjoying it. But yeah, there's a link on keithcourage.com or uh, yeah, just search any podcast thingy or YouTube or whatever for Does Buffy Suck? And we'll come right up. Please join us in our journey. So yeah, what I wanted to talk about is just, uh, just that it's, it's real hot out, man. And yeah, like a couple of years ago, the first summer that I did this podcast, I remember it's the one time I stopped writing completely. For a couple of weeks, I just gave up. It was like, 
as I was leaving Vancouver, I was on my way to Montreal and I was like, you know what, I just can't take it anymore. It is so hot. I can't deal with this. I'm tired of fighting against this weather. Nothing is working in my brain. Fuck this. And this dude, Adam, I know, he messaged me, I don't know, last week, I guess. But he's like, hey, you remember that podcast you did about the heat thing? He's like, dude, that's happening to me. Like in England, you probably didn't say dude. I don't know how much they say dude in England. He's like, in England, it's out of control. It's ridiculous. I'm just quitting all my projects for a couple months. I'm just taking the summer off. Like, fuck this. And I was like, fucking Godspeed, my friend. But I was still going. I was still slogging along. And not only was I slogging along, but this has been kind of a ridiculous experiment. It's like one of these things that's like, I know this is going to be a podcast topic eventually, once the wheels fall off. I didn't know how long that would take or when it would occur, but it has occurred. Where basically I got my sci-fi novel, of course, that is the main project. It's like, no matter what, got to work on that one every day. Then there's my side story about the two girls who are trapped on an island, like a side novella that I've been working on in tandem. About a year into the process of writing the novel, I started working on this second thing. Then obviously recently in all these episodes, I've been talking about the romance story about the couple at the foreign airport, which that reminds me. BonesMT, bones.mt on Instagram made a drawing of Alyssa, the girl from that story, when I was describing like the final moment, that final expression. She's decided to get on the plane. She's excited, but she's worried, you know, this like impossible Mona Lisa fucking expression. Bones did some fan art and was like, like I tried, I tried to do the expression. I don't know if I pulled it off, but I tried. And I think it turned out great, especially when it's like this impossible to describe thing. I'd say it was pretty much nailed. So in fact, I'll make that the, uh, I'll make that the image that I attached to this podcast file. So if you downloaded the MP3 and you're staring at your phone, just stare at it and you can see that picture. But yeah, that's just cool, man. Fan art is cool. So I was working on that as the third thing, but then more stuff started. <laughs> Actually, this is going to be a little weird because uh, I've put off putting out the next episode for so long. The next episode is about how I had this big brainstorm about this old story that I was working on. I had all these ideas for it and it was like, oh fuck, awesome. Let me capture this while I can. So it was like, shit, all right, well that's a fourth thing every day. <laughs> it seems a little ridiculous, but I wanna keep this momentum going. I had this big breakthrough with this old story. Let's keep it going. And then, that happened again. <laughs> there is this other story that I was working on back in the day where it's about this girl who has like a superpower where she can split into multiple versions of herself, but it's not at all a superhero story. It's a world where no one else has powers. She's the only one that can do this shit. So it's fully domestic. Just what would happen if the different aspects of your personality could split off and be actual copies of you and how would that affect your life? <laughs> and it's based extremely heavily on this YouTube superhero show called The Platoon of Power Squadron from Pineapple Films. The guy who wrote and directed it, his name is Jake Jarvie. And it's really good. It's, it's like weird. It's, it took him a long time to finish. So the early episodes are like 
old school cameras and kind of low res and then by the end it looks great and the special effects are actually really good so you get to watch the evolution of youtube as you watch it but one of the characters is this exactly is she can split into multiple versions of herself and the different versions one in particular is kind of like more headstrong and more independent and that's just kind of that's the metaphor of just like what if your self-assuredness and independence could literally just walk away from you what would that be like and if that were a thing that could happen like that is what would happen <laughs> you know by the nature of what that person is they're not going to stay with you and that was like so interesting to me there's all kinds of different plot threads happening in platoon of power squadron but that one was so fascinating to me. It's like the only one I really cared about. I just wanted more of that character. So much so that I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Fuck it. My take on it will be different enough. I'll acknowledge like, hey man, based on the work of Jake Jarvie, I'm gonna do my own thing. But then I got really stuck with it because I just couldn't untangle my own version of that story from Jake Jarvie's. I was using the same like basically the way the splitting functions in his show, I was just kind of doing the same thing. And just anytime I would try to come up with stuff or solutions to problems or how should this work, how should that work, the kind of thing that is usually pretty clear to me, I found it really confusing because I just kept conflating it with the original. I couldn't quite see past the original. So I think in that case, it's just that I wrote a bunch of stuff and I worked on it a bunch. And then I just fucked off and I just didn't do anything with it for quite a long time. I started working on that story before this current novel and eventually I just gave up on it and it's been sitting there for a couple of years or something, just doing nothing. And I think that really helped. Like, I picked it up again and, and so much stuff seemed clearer now. I'm just like, ah, this is how it's gonna work. This is how I'm gonna explain this. This is gonna lead to that. The repercussions of this equal this and blah, blah, blah. And it really feels way more like my own thing now rather than a fan fiction of Jake Jarvie's story. So I got all excited about that too. And I'm like, ah, shit. Like it was, it was crazy of like, instead of the little bit that I usually get done on a day to day, I just sat down and like read through my notes and re-edited stuff and worked on things until the battery on my phone died. And that's happened to me before, but it's been a long time. That is generally not the kind of writing that I do or the kind of writer that I am. And even in this case, I'm still not really. It's just that it was a lot, it was more editing than it was just writing, writing. But yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm like, holy fuck, this is great. Got this all figured out. And I realized how much of that story I already had done, a huge amount. And it's already all laid out chronologically, and I'm like, shit, this is fucking great. So I should also strike while this iron is hot. I should keep this momentum going. I should keep working on this every day. So that was a fifth thing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? This is absurd at this point. Five things each day. But I was doing it for a while. It wasn't a lot on each thing. As usual, it was just a little bit, but it was a little bit on five different things. And it's like, well, let's just see. You know, it's part of the fun of having a podcast. Even if it all just fails, it's like, well, I can do a podcast about how that failed, <laughs> you know? And I wouldn't say it failed. It's just, it wasn't sustainable. I had such a hard time leveling up from one thing to two things a day 
And then two to three is uh, shaky but doable. Five is ridiculous. That's just not where I'm at in life. I can't write five different things every day, even if it's only a little bit on each thing. And yeah, as usual, as I've described many times, I didn't decide to stop. I didn't choose to quit my five things a day thing. I just eventually hit a point like yesterday where it's just like, hey, you know what, I have to accept that that I'm not doing that anymore, <laughs> you know? Because I'll like miss, I'd miss a day and it's like, oh, don't miss a day. Get your shit back together. But then I do, you know, four things, three things, four things, five things, three things, two things, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's over. It's over. Because not only were the five things just too much, but yeah, just everything. Like, was that episode intermission that I did right in the middle of the romance story where I was just saying how much I was losing my mind in this town where it's just like, oh man, first COVID lockdown and mosquitoes everywhere and then bed bugs. And now it's just this summer heat, this intense summer heat. I'm just tapping out. I'm like, I just, I don't fucking care anymore, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm at this point right now where it's like, you know what, maybe, who, who even, I can't even, what if I never wrote anything? What if I'm not a writer? Who cares? Who cares? I battled through all that other shit. I put on my spiritual armor. I tried my best to stay motivated, but finally at the end of the day, the heat, when it's just crazy hot every day. The only reason I'm even able to walk around and just do this at all right now is because some cloud cover has passed over. But yeah, heat is just a killer. If you can write a novel through summer heat, you are my fucking hero. That is the worst of all. It's not the worst. I mean, I, I way prefer heat to mosquitoes and bed bugs, obviously, and COVID. <laughs> There's a certain niceness to just being hot as fuck and sweating your brains out. But as far as actually caring about writing, it just removes that from my being. It just, there's no more left. However, what's neat is when the summer smacked me in the face before, I completely stopped writing for whatever, a couple of weeks. In this case, I still work on the main novel every day. It's just, it knocked out all that other stuff. It was a beautiful dream that I could work on two, three, then four, then five different stories. Oh my God, what the fuck? And I did do it for like a couple of months, six or seven weeks at least. So I mean, hey, whatever, it's a good experiment. Good thing to try. But it is nice that now, even now that everything has just fallen off and I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I got zero fucks to give, I don't care. But my baseline has risen where even my zero fucks, I absolutely don't care. I don't give a fuck at all. I just want this weather to stop being so hot and I don't care about anything else. Under those circumstances, I still am working on the novel every day. It's like, well, all right, good enough, <laughs> good enough. That's like, I guess what this podcast has been, that slow leveling up, because I remember when I pitched the idea of like, maybe I could work on two things a day. And I'm like, nope, I tried it, I can't. And then it's like, oh, now I am doing that, cool. And yeah, everything is slowly rising up, slowly building up, slowly. So that even when I fucking suck, I suck less than I used to. The novel's still going, man. It's getting like toward the end. It seems like it's getting pretty close, but it is, you know, still going slow. I've been working on this one conversation for like two weeks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
but as I get to the end, I don't know. It's like, this is the last chance. Whatever is gonna happen between these characters, this is it. So I gotta, gotta capture it carefully. So yeah, anyway, again, because I was dragging my feet on putting out episodes, the next episode will be about, this was about story number five that I gave up on. Next one will be about story number four. Cool, so there's a, again, a, a shorter episode. Not so bad, I like it. Uh, for the song of the episode, I want to play Hannah Georges. I've probably mentioned her before in this podcast. In my old ham radio podcast, I definitely played a shitload of Hannah Georges because I love her stuff. Me and my friend Brad were seeing the band Mother Mother back in the day, and she was an opener for them. And she did this song called Ode to Mom that just cut through the room. And I was like, what the shit? That's fucking amazing. Who the fuck is this person? So I got all into her. And then actually that song wasn't even out on an album yet. And then that came out and it's like, cool. And then she put out another album that was getting like unusual, a little weirder, but it was really good. And she's got a new album out that I have not listened to yet. But to this single, it's called Just a Phase. And yeah, it's like her music is getting even a little weirder still. Like, the underlying song is just a normal song. But there's, like, weird little computer drum beats and stuff that come in at weird times and don't really seem to quite fit the rhythm of the song and just some, some strange stuff going on. Her <laughs> music is getting weirder and weirder. But at the core of it, it's just so good. Like, this song, I don't know, it's just like... It's like this weird, wistful feeling when I listen to this song. I just, it's... I don't know, it's just interesting when you find these people who, like, there's a lot of artists that it's just kind of, hey, you know, that's an alright song, but here's the song. It's just, here's these chords, and here's this progression, here's this melody, and da-da-da-da-da. And then you get these people that just kind of reach past that, and it's just like, they're just their little ghost fingers, just reach right in and just touch you. <laughs> and that's what, that's what this song is like. It's so hard to describe the feeling I get from this song, but it's so good. Just a Phase by Hannah Georges, and uh, I think I've got the ending of this novel pretty nailed down at this point, as usual with my little pretending it's a movie and using songs technique. It's like, I think I got it. I think I know what I'm going to do. But listening to this song did make me think of like an alternate way that it could end, and it's kind of neat to just consider these things, these other potential tones for things where this is much more melancholy than uh, I think what I'm going to end up going with. But just as a potential thing, as a little thought exercise or whatever, imagine, so this character, what kicked off this whole story is her planet exploded. And she was just leaving. She was just going off-world on a little shuttle. So she saw it. She saw the whole thing blow up. And the story is her as like just a refugee on this space station just trying to deal with uh, the fallout of this fucked up shit that happened. Just the internal mental fallout, you know? Like in actual reality, it's kind of like nobody gives a fuck. They gave her a place to stay, but no emotional support to speak of. And then by the end of the story, she's gathered up the resources to blow this place up. <laughs> it's not like how when her planet blew up, was way more awful, you know, all these people died and stuff. And it was out of her hands, you know, it was just a thing that happened that had nothing to do with her. She was just lucky that she didn't get caught in it. So at the end of the story, she hasn't hurt anyone, she hasn't killed anyone. Everybody escaped, everybody got off on their little escape shuttles. 
It's really just property damage. But she's watching on another shuttle now, just watching the space station explode and remembering seeing that happen to her planet. And it's like, yeah, this is a different circumstance. This is, again, it's just property damage. Nobody got hurt. But I did that. You know, that wasn't just happenstance. That wasn't just bad luck. That wasn't any kind of a natural phenomenon. I did that. That's the fucking person that I am, <laughs> you know? So just imagine her watching the space station explode while you listen to this song. All right, thanks for listening once again. I'll see you next time. Adios. Don't